Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Dodgers Nation. Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers lose to the Tampa Bay Rays on the road by a final score of 9-3. to The Dodgers, they struggle because of Noah Syndergaard tonight. It was not a good start. Another bad start for Noah Syndergaard. We're going to break it all down. What is going on for Syndergaard? Hey, I always say what must be done eventually should be done immediately. Noah Syndergaard has been a bust of a signing for the Dodgers. That's just the cold, hard truth. I told you before the very first game of the season on the prediction show, the question was, who do I think is going to be the most disappointing player for the Dodgers this year? And my answer was Noah Syndergaard. Because if you look at his numbers last year, if you look at some of his advanced stats, if you look at the fact he doesn't strike anyone out, the fact that the velocity has dipped and it's not going to return, I said there was no signs that pointed to him having a resurgence with the Dodgers that look Dr. Pryor they're the best in the business Connor McGinnis the Dodgers pitching and development and their training they are the best in the game but they're not miracle workers he's this year's Craig Kimbrell this guy it's not long for this rotation it's nice that he did eat some innings and he did have a one two three inning at some point but look his stuff just is not good enough he almost throws too many strikes because they get beat up but we're going to break it all down but let me know first and foremost right out of the gates what do you think the Dodgers should do with Noah Syndergaard if you look at his outing tonight Thor he ends up allowing six runs on eight hits in six innings of work had three punch outs goes 15 for 27 on first pitch strikes just eight swings and misses but here we go totally agree DMAC DFA 
Syndergaard now. Hi, Craig Osterberg. What up, BC? Uh, the Dodgers are the Bud Light of baseball. Interesting take there. Would you care to elaborate? I think they're the Miller of baseball because they are the champagne of beers. They are the team that has Bobby Miller. And I want to see Bobby Miller in that rotation instead of Noah Syndergaard. He's 24 years old. This guy played college ball. I think, hey, the reality is, is Bobby Miller one of the best five pitchers in the Dodgers on their rotation right now, I think there's a possibility that that is a reality. So we'll see. But here we go. Down below in the comment section, it's Kimbrell all over again. That's from Caroline Alba over on YouTube. We got Syndergaard, Muncy, and Outman are scary to watch. Yeah, we have to talk about Max Muncy because Max Muncy, he stranded a small village tonight on the base pass. Eight runners left on base. He ends up going 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. He's 2 for his last 27 with runners in scoring position. He, scored, he has left way too many, way too many runners on base, not coming through, not carrying his weight right now. Muncy is now batting under 200. He's under the Mendoza line. It just was not a good night for Max Muncy. We'll talk about him in just a second. But first things first, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and also smash that like button. Even though the Dodgers lost, this is your therapy. I'm your shoulder to cry on. Let's get into it. And also, I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the night. And if I see that, and I can see many of them, it doesn't have to be just one. You guys always bring that fire, so you'll see tons of them, but you will get one of these. As for the Hornito shot taker comment of the night, also, if you bring a fire take, anything heaty, anything scorching hot, anything extra spicy, you're going to see one of these. Fire take. If you say something a little sus, I might laugh, but also probably give you one of these. Bruh. And also, even though they lost, you got to give that Dodger dog of the game. Dodger, dog of the game. nominees, Chris Taylor making two great defensive plays out there in left field. I thought he did a really nice job today, even picked it up offensively. So I think Chris Taylor coming off the bench and doing what he did, he's definitely an early contender. I thought he did a really nice job in today's game. So, yeah, I mean, really the story of the game, though, it really starts with Noah Syndergaard. Because, yes, we can talk about the opportunities. We are going to talk about Max Muncy and this Dodgers offense that continues to get hit. They continue to produce, but tonight they weren't able to get the results. They weren't able to put the runs across when they needed to. And a lot of that had to do with Max Muncy struggling. And he needs to do a better job of putting the ball in play, of coming through, in the clutch, and you saw it today. I mean, this. Well, let's get to the comments here. I want to break because I want to make sure I get to a lot of your comments here, and we'll break down this game. But yeah, I have some thoughts on Max Muncy. But first and foremost, one, what should the Dodgers do with Noah Syndergaard? And two, grade his outing tonight. Raymond Lee says Noah is playing hurt. That's from Raymond Lee over on Facebook. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I think the Noah blister guard thing could be a thing, but the reality is. The beginning of the season, yeah, he had the one game against the Diamondbacks with the nine punch outs. That wasn't that was an aberration. And the reality is, he his stuff just is not good enough. His stuff is not good enough to get out big league hitters. He doesn't have the margin for error. And we can talk about his outing tonight and his inability to really finish off hitters with two strikes, to really get it by guys. And when he makes a mistake, teams like the Rays, teams like the Braves, the better offenses around this league, they're going to punish it. Even the offenses that aren't as good against big league pitching, he just doesn't have the stuff that's good enough. And it's clear what they're trying to do. It's obvious what they're trying to do. Even the fastball, which he was confident, he said that he thought that there was no reason why he couldn't get that fastball back to 100 miles per hour. He said everything the Dodgers turn into – 
turns to gold. Guess what? That's not the truth. It wasn't the truth for Craig Kimbrough last year, and it's not the truth. It's the truth for Noah Syndergaard this year. If you look at his fastball tonight, he topped out at 94.7 miles per hour. He averaged 91.4 miles per hour, so the fastball was down 0.7 miles per hour. And it's obvious what they're trying to do to his pitch mix. They're trying to increase the usage of that curveball. And tonight, he threw that curveball 26% of the time, and they're trying to get that that differential, kind of like what you see with Clayton Kershaw and in his curveball, whereas Kershaw's a little different, though. He wants his fastball and his slider velocity to be close. He wants them as close as possible because the tunneling is so good. But, yeah, he just does not have the command to be effective with the stuff that he has at this stage of his career. So it is unfortunate. But send him back to Odin. That's from Anthony to Fire Tail. Yeah, Thor is getting hammered, right? Thor does not have those thunderbolts. He does look like a guy that is trying to find things on the mound. And I think you got to give him credit for eating innings because that's definitely what this rotation needs. That's what this pitching staff needs at this point is, hey, if you're going to lose, if you're going to give up nine runs, and we're talking about Justin Brule, in a little bit, but if you're going to give up nine runs, at the very least, try to get as many innings as you can at your starting pitching, because the reality is, they have not been able to give them very much length. I mean, you're talking about a starting rotation that at one point was averaging less than four innings per start over the last few weeks, so they need anything they can get, but just take the, we'll start at the top of the first inning. Dodgers, they get on the board early. Freddie singles, yeah, at first and third. And then Will Smith, he goes the other way for a base hit to put the Dodgers up one to nothing. So really nice job. Will Smith kind of find that hole there on the right side, just stayed on it. Really nice job. Nice piece of hitting by Will Smith, who continues to emerge as one of the best hitters, not just in the National League, not just as a catcher, but one of the best hitters in all of Major League Baseball. So you got to feel good about that. But you also saw the Dodgers squander opportunities. You look at the first inning with Max Muncie. He had runners on second and third, and he gets himself into a hitter's count. And then he just pops to short for the third out. And then they weren't able to add more run-ins there. So we'll look ahead just a second, but right back into those comments. We got Joe Mama. What up, DMAC? Time for Thor to rest. We got Diane Schroeder. Goodbye, Thor. That's over on YouTube. We got Trey Heyman. Give Knack a shot over Cindergard. He leaves so many curveballs over the plate. It shows me all he had was velocity. Yeah, I mean, I think Landon Knack, he's a guy that I think at some point, I mean, you first, I think absolutely. I'm definitely... I'm definitely on that train, too. I think you got to promote Knack, get him to AAA, allow him to go up there, have some sustained success. And then I think I'm looking at Michael Grove. I think Michael Grove is another guy that he at least was serviceable at times when he was up. And then we'll see what happens with Ryan Pepia. We'll see what they want to do with Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone. But the reality is, name a pitcher that has started a game this year that isn't better than Thor. I mean, name one. I mean, you really can't. I mean, on the year, Thor is a 6.77 ERA in 47 in the thirds innings of work. So, excuse me, a six a 6.27 ERA. Opponents are hitting 2.98 against him. And look, let's just call it what it is. It was a worthwhile signing at $13 million on a one-year deal. They tried to get him to be this year's success story. Hopefully, he could be this year's Tyler Anderson. But he ain't no Tyler Anderson. He didn't find a change-up grip that really turned his career around. No, his stuff just is not good. And at some point, I think this organization, they have to punt on Thor. They really, really do. And I know you want to preserve your reputation because part of the reason why you get guys like 
they just picked up Ken Giles is because the Dodgers have this reputation. Their reputation in the baseball world is that they're going to do everything they can to extract as much as you can and get anything you have in your career and try to revitalize you, try to get you back on track. But in some cases, it just doesn't work out. And usually when you see the Dodgers have success with revitalizing someone or finding a way to get that diamond, the rough type player, it's an Evan Phillips type. It's a player that so he already has really nasty stuff. It's just about harnessing it. I mean, look at Chris Martin. Last year when they traded for him, the fastball was still there. The velo was still there. You rarely see them take someone that basically just doesn't have it anymore and there's nothing left in the tank and get them back on track. So, yeah, I'm actually starting to think that anyone that always says, oh, Mark Pryor this and Connor McGinn is that, yes, they are the best in their business, but just expect them to turn water into wine with every single player that comes through this organization. It's unrealistic at this point. Let's just be honest. But uh, here we go. We got uh, he needs a haircut. Andreas Sedillo. Hey, it's baseball. We saw what Buzz Cut Belly did a few years ago. We got uh, RM Cosmic Consciousness. Kimbrell ended up under a four ERA. Look, Craig Kimbrell, I think it was overblown. Definitely his struggles. And at the very least, he is a guy that, look, I mean, Craig Kimbrell, we can say what you want about the guy, but he did eat innings and he was able to preserve the bullpen to an extent. And yeah, I think if you look at it as a whole, he was getting roughed up, though. He was getting roughed up and his stuff wasn't good enough. And there's a reason why he didn't make the postseason roster. And if you look at his, his career with the Dodgers, yeah, a 3.75 ERA, that's pretty cool. But I mean, you're talking about a bullpen piece. We're going to use the ERA as the ultimate way to assess a bullpen piece. That's not the best way to do it because he had a 323 FIP. I mean, the strikeout numbers were down. The velocity was down. And look, the most important thing for Craig Kimbrell, like I said, was the fact that, yeah, he did get 22 saves. Blue, I think, four saves, five saves, something like that. And look, he just it was just not going to work out. I do think that Kimbrell was better for the Dodgers than Noah Syndergaard was for the Dodgers. There's no question about that. Absolutely. He would be a mediocre AAA pitcher. That's from Kevin L. Poor, absolutely. Look, at this point, I mean, hey, man, might as well have just gone and got Zach Granke. I think Zach Granke would have performed better than Noah Syndergaard at this rate. At the very least, he's a guy that can go out there and get it done with junk, a guy that has accepted the velocity dip and adapted and evolved, whereas Noah Syndergaard, I think he still is trying to reclaim what he used to be when he needs to reinvent himself, and that's the most important thing, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, the evidence was there. The proof of concept was there with Clayton Kershaw. You know with Clayton Kershaw, he's a guy that he's lost velocity on that fastball, about five, even six ticks. But what do you do? The slider is there. The command is there. The mechanics are perfect. So that's really kind of the issue. But I mean, just look at Noah Syndergaard in this one. I mean, he just did not get the job done once again. But DFA Thor, we got Thor's hammer has gone limp. That's from Boomer Assassin. There he goes, a little fire tick. And also, too, what more can you say about Thor? And we'll get into it in a little bit. But, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's falling asleep with runners on the base pass. I'll jump into that in just a second. Let's do 10 more comments, and we'll keep breaking down this game. But, guys, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and also... 
Smash that like button. The Thor is unplayable. LMAO. That's from my man Trace Albin. Season 2023. Bust of a year. That's from Gene over on Facebook. Justin Lombas. Yeah, this team needs a splash at the deadline or else early October exit. Yeah, I just uh, finished a trade video of my man Mr. Clint Pesia. So we're going to be dropping that this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. We got King Gods over on YouTube. Thor is washed. I would rather get losses with Stone and develop him than keep Noah on the mound and just lose with no light at the end of the tunnel. King Gods, yeah, I think you bring up some really good points there. I love what you say about Gavin Stone and try to develop these younger guys. I personally believe that Gavin Stone, he's one good start away from really saying, hey, I belong. I think that his confidence will go through the roof if he doesn't have to face a lineup like the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, they're having a down year, but that's a potent lineup, especially in your big league debut. And then you go to Atlanta on the road, having to face that Braves lineup, and still he was gritty. He still was able to induce soft contact to get double plays. So I still think that changeup's going to play. I still think that it's about fastball command. And I think one encouraging thing is his two strikeouts at the big league level are from that slider. So he has proven that he can get swing and miss with that slide so yeah I agree with your point on that one at some point you got to take the kid gloves off at some point you got to take the bubble wrap off okay at some point you have to go out there and see what you have in these young guys and I do agree with you that at this stage of the season you can pretty much already write off whether or not Thor at the very best the best case scenario he's not going to be a part of your postseason rotation he's not going to be a part of your postseason bullpen so I think at this point you're in the assessment phase with these young guys the Gavin Stones the Bobby Millers even the Michael Groves and the Ryan Pepios when they return and then I think hey you got the trade deadline looming when that comes around you really reassess and you say how healthy is Dustin May at that point can we truly, truly rely on him to return. What does Bueller look like? What does Kershaw, what does Julio look like? So I do agree with you. You want to assess those young players at the moment. We got a super chat from Lori O. $10. Yeah, man. I'll pay for a, I'll pay for a, for a, Thor's Uber to the airport when they sent him packing. No, I'm just playing. Like I'm, I still want. I'm just a little emotional right now. I definitely want him to pitch better. But aside from what Thor did, Dodgers had 21 hits over the last two games, but are 0-2. Have some Asada fries, D-Mac. It's going to be a long series. You know I love my Asada fries. I will definitely be putting that towards that. And that is going to be our first Hornitos comment of the night. That's from Lori O. So yeah, I'll have that. I'll I'll wash down those Asada fries with some delicious Hornitos tequila, premium tequila. Please drink responsibly. We got Hugo Dominguez. Muncie has been a rally killer the entire road trip. Yeah, we've seen it again and again and again. And tonight was just more examples and more of the same from Max Muncie of late. And unfortunately, he's falling into one of those slumps. I mean, my big question for Max Muncie, and we're not seeing the pronounced step-back move that he had so much success with when he returned to it in the Giants series early in the year and he really started to take off, it's why do the slumps have to be so bad? Why do the peaks have to be so high? Why do the valleys have to be so low? He's so hot and then he's so cold. Why can't we just have something that's a little closer to middle ground and that's what makes it so frustrating and so glaring for Max Muncy when he struggles. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And he had multiple opportunities to come through. Like I said at the top of the show, 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. The Dodgers, as a team go three for 14 but some of those key at bats were on Muncie's shoulders we talked about 
the first inning where he had runners on second and third. He gets himself into a hitter's count. He pops his short. And in top of the third, you have a runner at third and first pitch changeup down and away. And he grounds into a double play. So, yeah, I understand when you're facing some filthy sweepers and filthy fastballs and you're swinging and missing. But get yourself into a hitter's count. Take a pitch. I mean, first pitch, he grounds into a double play on a changeup. And that is an absolute rally killer. Anytime you ground to a pitcher's best friend there on the first pitch, you're doing exactly what they want you to do. So he needs to express patience. He needs to get himself back into those two and one counts, three and one counts where he's sitting on pitches that he knows that he can drive. And then you jump to the top of the fifth inning. You got runners on first and second. He gets ahead of the count like I wanted to, three and one, and he fouls off the changeup. And then on the three, two, he swings and misses at a sweeper on the inside corner. And yeah, that was a nasty pitch, but got to stay back. You got to try to stay selective. And yeah, that was a, a nasty pitch. But there's another example swinging and missing at that sweeper. You had runners on first and second. Another opportunity to to put some runs across and he's just unable to put the ball in play and come through in that situation and then you jump to the top of the seventh you got runners on first and second he grounds into a fielder's choice then after that, Vargas, he strikes out swinging. And if you look at Max Muncy in the month of May, he's 13 for 80 with 30 strikeouts. I mean, we're talking about a strikeout rate at almost 39%. And he's two for 30, He's two for his last 27 with runners in scoring position. His batting average under the Mendoza line at the moment. So let me ask you this. What do you think the Dodgers should do with Max Muncy? Do you think this is to the point where you consider moving him down in the lineup, let me know down below. But here we go. We got uh, Troy Heyman. Muncy really wants the big free agent contract. That's from Troy Heyman. Yeah, and look, let's be honest. He told me that himself. He wants that big free agent contract, and he has a $10 million club option, which when you look at his production earlier in the year, you would say that's a no-brainer. That's an absolute steal. But I will say, if you want to look big picture, take a 10,000 miles from Earth view at this. The big picture is, let's say Max Muncy doesn't turn it around, which I think he will. Because I know Max Muncy, he works harder than anyone on the team. This guy's an absolute baseball rat. He's a junkie. He's going to get to the bottom of his issues. But let's say, hypothetically, he does not. You look at next season. Defensively, the DRS doesn't hate him too much, but... Is he really going to be a third baseman? Do you really trust him at third base? The designated hitter position, we know Max Muzzy does not like being a DH. He doesn't love it. Also, too, that DH spot is going to be occupied by Shohei Otani. I'm saying it right now. Until it doesn't happen, I have to manifest. I have to LeVar ball it. I have to speak it into existence. So you look at that, then what do you do? So sometimes I think if Max Muzzy, if it doesn't work out, I mean, will they really sign him to a long-term deal after what they've seen this season? I'm not so sure that they will. I think the Dodgers are going to be looking at Max Muncy as, what can you do for me? Are you productive? Are you still able to hit and provide some pop from the left side of the plate? But also, are you occupying a position where we could throw Miguel Vargas at third if they go get another shortstop and you have Gavin Lux at the shortstop position? I mean, what are they going to do in that situation? But here we go. We got Muncy needs to be dropped down to ninth in the line. That's from Michael Carrillo. We got Diane Schroeder. Alma needs to go down and get right. That's a fire take. That's a fire take. I think it might be... It, I think that at this point, and I spoke to James Allen about this, is, look, he's already 
proven that he can rake at the AAA level. He has nothing to prove down there. If they send him down there, yeah, he's going to probably fare better against minor league pitching, but what's that going to do for him at the big league level? I think he needs reps. He needs to go through a slump, and he needs to adjust, and that's really going to ultimately determine whether or not he's going to have a long career at the big league level. Can he minimize these slumps? Can he find a way to make those adjustments? And you're seeing they are blown by him with high heat. He's struggling against breaking balls on the inner half. And really just that swing, he needs to find a way to you know work on the top hand, get that bat path through the zone a little better because he's definitely struggling, make no doubt about it. And yeah, I think if you look at James Albin in the month of May, he's 12 for 67 hitting six, hitting 179 with a 601 OPS. So, yeah, he's another guy who's struggling almost as bad as Max Muncy at the moment. Yeah, he's colder than a streaker on a hockey rink. So, here we go. We got uh, um, F-plus is from Michael Carrillo on Noah Syndergaard. We got Bench Muncy. That's from Sincillo. Diane Schroeder, Max Muncy, batting below 200, needs to sit down. Bring up Landon Knack. That's from Craig Osterberg. We got uh, City Boy underscore chat. If Miller has another good start, Noah has to go. We got uh, Bob Hill. I was at the game. The Dodgers just looked so unmotivated. Thor was awful. The offense just looked like they didn't care. It was painful to watch. Chris Taylor was the only one who gave any real effort tonight. So is Chris Taylor your Dodger dog of the night? Dodger dog of the game. Uh, Cindy gets a C for Kaka. <laughs> Boomer Sassy, you're killing me, my man. SD is coming for us. That's from Justin Lamas. Hey, they're still seven back at the moment. Uh, I believe they're still in play, though, but the Dodgers sitting at 31 and 21. Really, they have to get through this stretch. I mean, they took two out of three against the Braves. Should have been three out of three, for being completely honest. Tonight, they looked overmatched. Going with Noah Syndergaard on the mound, which I didn't have any confidence at all whatsoever against this lineup, against this team that leads the league in home runs. And you saw they got burned by it today. So, yeah, it just he feels like a whiff. He feels like a swing and miss by the front office. And let's just kind of call it what it is. Yeah, I know sometimes I'm optimistic. I know sometimes I look at the Mitch Lotta half full. But my number one goal here is to, one, just keep it real keep it 100 and give you guys the truth and that's the truth you're not gonna get the spin for that but uh i mean yeah against that hot raised lineup it almost felt like a mismatch tonight and you never want to feel that way when you're sending your starter out there feeling like it's a mismatch but uh, maximilian outs when muncie is up to bat that's from captain that's a burn uh, mitchell hopkins i have faith in the dodgers and thor to figure it out eventually the dodgers don't sign guys that are completely washed that's from mitchell hopkins yeah i think for the most part yeah i think for the most part you feel pretty good about that i mean we'll see what happens with david peralta as well we'll see what happens with noah Syndergaard as well but i think if you're this dodgers team they've identified something in him but unfortunately they haven't been corrected the velocity it's not up it's down the breaking stuff the curveball i mean nothing about his repertoire is filthy at all and it's not fooling hitters at all whatsoever so let's jump to the bottom of the first inning when you got you got Yandy Diaz two strikes and he wants it in and they leave it middle bad two strikes and you got uh, yeah yeah bad you know two bad pitches then he you see what wait actually CT three made the score look a little better that's from Andrew Phillips we got uh, oh there we go uh, D D Thor is a thorn now D Mac that's from Joe Mama Fire team. there you go.
stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so yeah, so D- Diaz he gets that double right to center there to just start things off, and yeah, bad two strike pitching, just not where it needed to be. And he had him two strikes. It was two and two. He leaves that sinker middle middle with at ninety four miles per hour. They're gonna crush that every single day and twice on Sunday. And then next batter, Franco, it looked like they got him at first, but then Franco, he reaches on an infield single to third. Franco is so fast down that line, so fast down like He had a speeding ticket in the school zone. And the next batter, Lau, 0-1 pitch. He grounds to second, but a run scores. That made it... 1-1, so that ties things up at 1-1. And then next batter, Rosarena, he lined his short for the second out. And then next batter, Lau, he singled on a four-seam fastball to center, and that scored Franco to make it 2-1. to one. And the next batter, Walls, he grounds to first for the third out. So they get two runs on three hits, and that's really been the issue is against Noah Syndergaard, there has been this death by paper cuts. Lots of singles, lots of hittable pitches, and opponents are taking advantage here we go. We got John D. What a steal at $13 million for him. Dude's done. John Warfel. Thor lost his hammer. That's from John Warfel over on Facebook. It's a corny ghost comment of the night. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about their game, Doug. I'm just tired of seeing. Okay. Um, we got uh, Friedman continues to sign L's. That's from Michael Carrillo. We got Lorenzo Quinones. They all have off days. It's not the end for the Dodgers, but I don't think they're winning a championship this year. So if they work on their pitches, pitchers, I think next year will have a chance. Well, next year, if they get Shohei Otani, you feel good about that, but they could lose Julio Arias. They could lose Clayton Kershaw. J.D. Martinez will be gone. There'll be a lot of turnover on this roster, so I still think this team is in win-now mode, and I still think that they're a couple pieces away from being legitimate World Series contenders. I think even now, if everything broke right and everyone was healthy, you could make the case that they are as well. But our sticks are hot, but needs to replace Muncie. That's Roy Estrada. What up, Roy Estrada? We got McLovin, 3-2-3 LA. If the Dodgers are not going to use Bush, trade him and others for Corbin Burns. McLovin, 3-2-3 LA. I think that's in play. I don't necessarily know if it's for Corbin Burns. I know he's had a down year by his standards, but he has friction with the organization there. Of course, they had the dispute over his arbitration. He wasn't happy about that. He's going to be a free agent after next year. So part of his value comes with the fact that you get Corbin Burns for the remainder of this season and one more year. So one thing I do like about that is the fact that if you lose Julio Rios and you don't sign Shohei Otani, you don't sign any of these other ace-level starters, you do have another frontline starter when he's right. So definitely something interesting. Hey, DKM. What up, DKM? Hey, DMAC. Thor is done. He is better off with Cinderella cleaning. Interesting. Uh, Craig Osterberg. What up, Craig? John Warfel. Why not play small ball with some of these struggling hitters, especially in extras with a ghost runner on second? Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen the past. This team has won in different ways. They have put the ball in play. There's plenty of examples. But really, this team, they bank on slugging. I mean, they score over 50% of their runs via the home run ball. And that really is how they got it done in Atlanta. That's how they got it done 
in a variety of different ways. But still, I mean, you definitely want to have more clubs in your bag. And I think that's one thing that really hurt this team in the NLDS last year is when all the bats go cold and all the hard rocket shots are finding gloves, you do want to find a way to manufacture some offense. And on the same time, you don't want to give away out. So really, it's kind of this push and pull with this team. And yeah, I think it's just really glaring when you do have slumps, but you can't fault the offense. I mean, this team has scored three runs or less 18 times this year. That's the seventh lowest. So really, they've been a consistent offense and they've carried the way throughout this stretch where the starting pitching hasn't given them enough. So really, I wouldn't fault the offense. I really wouldn't. Uh, JD has a hot bat. That's Roy Estrada. Yeah, JD Martinez. He has exceeded expectations at this point today. Once again, he's able to come through and yeah, top of the third inning, his single to left that scored that scored Freddie Freeman to make it four to two raise and get the Dodgers their second run of the night. But want to talk about the bottom of the second back another inning for for Noah Syndergaard. And yeah, the second Bethancourt first batter, he doubles and look at that pitch right there. Curveball caught too much of the plate, really no depth to it, no bite to it, not fooling anyone. And then on the eighth pitch, they back to Rayleigh. He walks him. That gives the Rays runners on first and second, no outs. And then Siri singled. By the way, Siri, man, just love when the when the broadcaster says Siri, how many people's phones do they light up and what even happens in that situation? My friend was telling me that that his phone was going off. But uh, first pitch to him, he's... He singles sinker heart of the plate. And like I said, a 93 mile per hour sinker, you leave it up, you leave it out over the plate. This is the major leagues, right? The big leaguers are going to hit that every single time. And they wasted no time. First pitch. And that gives the Rays their third run of the night. That scores Benthid Court to make a three to one raise. The next batter, Franco, he hits a sack fly to right to score Rayleigh to make it four to one. And then he gets Lau swinging on a sinker away for the third out. So two runs on two hits there in the second inning for the Rays. And we talked about the top of the third. The Dodgers were able to get one run back thanks to a J.D. Martinez single. And then you jump to the bottom of the third inning. So bottom of the third inning, Syndergaard still out there, still pitching. And I'll just do some comments here, and we'll jump into that. We got to hear me out. If the Angels said, I'll trade Otani, and one of the pieces is Miller, do you buy David Rivera Moda? The only way I'd buy on that is if that comes with a guaranteed extension from Shohei Otani because the incumbent team always has the advantage. I don't care what you say. The Dodgers can feel like that they've received every good piece of evidence that everything indicates that he is going to sign with the Dodgers. They could know that, but then he could also be traded to a team that has a postseason run, that has some magic with him. That He goes to a New York team, he loves New York, or he goes to the Padres or some other team out there and they have a deep postseason run and he says, hey, maybe this is a good fit. Maybe this did open my eyes. So yeah, if you're the Dodgers and if you could guarantee that he would sign long term that's the only way that i'm doing that but henry hernandez um all right we got uh uh, trade thor for danny duffy that's from michael negretti michael negretti you got yourself a comment of the night for sure the Rays are an amazing organization with no financial resources and a dump of a ballpark. They're always competitive. The organization that Freeman originally originally built. That's from Steve over on Facebook. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's a great take for sure. I have a lot of respect for that organization. Uh, we got Donald over on Facebook. 
Let's get back into these comments. Thor ain't worth using his hammer. Uh, Thor ain't worthy of using his hammer. That's from Trace Outman. We got DKM. Thor will lose his axe beyond Groot's arm. Groot, why, bro? <laughs> Good one. Uh, Rome 33. We got uh, Outman is getting figured out by Major League Baseball. Hey, what did I tell you, Seth Gribble? I mean, I said this was going to come, and I didn't say this as a negative towards James Outman. It's just a credit towards big league scouting. This is a credit towards just how what it takes to be at this level. I mean, you are going to have your slumps. The best go through your slumps, but with the difference between a big leaguer and a minor league player is big leaguers, they make adjustments. Bigger leaguers, they find a way to get back on track, and that is what really separates guys that are career minor leaguers versus big leaguers that sign big contracts. So really, it's going to be a big test for him. And that really is going to be the ultimate determining factor of whether or not he sticks. But uh, here we go. Noah is one and four with the six five. Get him out of here and give those rookies more innings. That's from Seth Gribble. Altman needs to take an uh, edible before the game and relax. Too jumpy at the plate. John Warfel, you know you're going to get one of these. Bruh. We got. Uh, I wanted Freeman to sign Nathan Eovaldi, but I can see why he didn't. Eovaldi is injury prone. Golden era hip for hip hop forever. I was another guy that advocated for Nathan Eovaldi because I saw the velocity. I mean, he's a guy that has had two Tommy John surgeries. He's out there pumping gas like he did during his prime. We also saw what he did in the postseason. So, yeah, the only issue is he's injury prone like a lot of pitchers around this league. It's tough to find starting pitchers that don't go through some injuries at times. Look, this arm that we have, it's not meant to throw baseballs. That little white pill, 95 to 100 miles per hour. It definitely takes its toll. Lance Lynn and T.A. at the deadlines from Trace Altman. Look, Trace, I've always been a big T.A. fan, but the reality with Tim Anderson at the moment is he's not hitting and when he's not hitting he's not walking and when he's not doing that he really can't be of much use to this Dodgers team because we know that one of the key core tenants one of the pillars of being in this Dodgers offense is play dismant it is play discipline it's strike zone awareness and I do think though if you look at his expected batting average if you look at his exit velocity he does he is in line for some positive regression to the mean I also think he'd benefit from a change of scenery so I wouldn't hate the move but I definitely Definitely want to see some more out of Tim Anderson. I will say the fact that he is having a down year, it definitely is going to help the Dodgers when it comes to leverage. It's going to lower his asking price. So there is that as well. Also, too, I think uh, Willie Adamas, he left the game early for the Milwaukee Brewers. If anyone has any news on that, let me know down below. But, uh, Exactly. We got Fire Roberts, uh, No Not Lynn Cease. We got Troy Heyman, maybe do what the Rays do to manufacture runs. We got it's time for Noah and Trace to move on. We got Bring Back Olamedo the Killer Tomato. We got Trade Muncie, Move Vargas up and Muncie down. We got Orlando. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. I mean, you know, I'm the captain of the Miguel Vargas ship, and I would definitely be okay with that. But also, too, I remember the day before Max Muncie ended up turning it around and hitting all those home runs against the Giants, a lot of people wanted him to move down, and he turned it around. So you just never know when things aren't going to click. And we've seen that he has had some feast or famine in his career, and when he gets going, he really, really turns things around. So... There is something to that. But uh, here we go. Down below in the comments section, we got... Uh, yeah, let's jump to the bottom of the third inning. So, a Rosarena, he grounds to short for the first out. And then low, he flies, you know, he flies, flies to left for the second out. And the next batter, Walls, he singles to center. And this is what 
was infuriating to me. This is what was maddening to me is Walls, he stole second, and then he stole third. I mean, the Syndergaard didn't do anything. He had no chance against him in that inning, and you saw. I mean, the 2-0 pitch, he took third with ease, and yeah, I mean, that's just not going to get it done. It was like it was like Noah Syndergaard was sleeping on the mound. It was almost like he had a Manta mask on. It almost felt like he had a Manta mask on, and uh, yeah. He definitely almost had a Manta mask on. So, speaking of Manta mask, Manta sleep. They make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out MantaMask.com. Check out MantaSleep.com today so you can sleep better anytime, anywhere. You get your Manta mask today. Use the code DN2023. So, yeah, definitely go over to Manta Sleep. Get a Manta mask. Go to MantaSleep.com. Tell you they are a game changer but yeah jim jumped to the bottom of the fourth inning we saw the dink and dunks we saw the singles the doubles and then it was time for the home run he gives up a home run to diaz that makes it six to two a ball just stayed up and in and that wasn't going to get it done so there's a home run six to two raise and yeah we talked about the fifth inning and then Bottom of the sixth inning, got a really nice catch there by Chris Taylor, so give him a lot of credit. I thought Chris Taylor did a really nice job tonight. That's why he's my Dodger dog of the game. So really nice job there by Chris Taylor. And, uh, yeah, back into the comments section here. One second. There we go. There we go. Uh, we ain't we ain't renewing that contract for months. See, we got uh, get get his confidence back, Dougie Fresh. That's from Michael. We got trade Thor for Cliff Lee. That's from Seth Gribble. Joe Mama got to get that exit velo up. We got DKM Thor needs to get Swore DMac. The two weapons have failed him. Uh, we got the. Uh, we got uh colder than a streaker in it like Alaska. There we go. God, Jupiter. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Diane Schroeder. Thank you. Appreciate that. Craig Osterberg Thompson taking up breathing space. Wow. Craig, you're feeling, feeling spicy tonight. We got uh sign mass and Bumgarner, Louis Ponce. I don't know about sign mass and Bumgarner. I still think that the guy, I mean, he's such an 89 miles per hour on the gun. He was been absolutely awful. And that's another thing that I was saying a few weeks ago is look, you're talking about a dying back to organization that was fine with eating almost $35 million to say goodbye to Noah Syndergaard. I mean, to Madison Bumgarner, you would feel that the Dodgers, they wouldn't blink. That'd be a drop of the bucket considering it's a one year, $13 million deal. So yeah, it does feel like if you can't get it together in the next few starts yeah on the same token too there's injuries and we'll see if the dodgers can get healthy through this stretch and they'll probably feel better about dfaing him and also we'll see how bobby miller looks in his second start uh we got uh mortal Kombat. it's a great game one of the all-time great fighting games uh dmac tampa bay is scrappy thor's hair looks like hell that's from mike hawk uh, shave Thor's head, Diane Schroeder. Uh, we just go full metal jacket style. Just give him the buzz cut right there. Uh, Dodgers going for the W tomorrow. That's from Joe Mama. Thompson is a career minor leaguer. That's from Robert Williams. Uh, Raymond Rodriguez DFA'd him. We got uh, here we go. I would much rather have Vargas elite bat to ball skills with runners on than an occasional Muncie bomb that isn't in, that isn't consistent. That's from Trace Outman's season. Uh, Craig Osterberg Ray stealing Thor's lunchbox. Yeah, they were absolutely stealing his lunch money. I mean, you got to sidestep there. You got to throw to first. You have to disengage at least once. And it looks like it's out of sight, out of mind. And it looks like he's 
focusing on the plate and he's so in his head trying to make pitches that, yeah, I mean, he's falling asleep out there. And uh, you hate to see it. I mean, you have to take care of the little things. I mean, you saw Gavin Stone a few nights ago when he had those back-to-back walks there in the fifth inning, and he allows Acuna to get the third. So you definitely want to tie up those things and really want to focus on all those little details because details, all little details, that's the big difference maker, man. Uh, Michael, uh, DMAC, Willie Adamas was hit by a foul ball in the dugout. Wow, Michael. I mean, hopefully he's okay, man. Willie Adamas is a great dude. Uh, Captain, is it me or did... Or did DMAC look like a white Hulu Arias in that Manta mask? Captain, I've usually called uh, Will Smith, but I'll take that. <laughs> Hulu Urias, the Urias. Uh, Gary A., they need Miller to come through badly. Absolutely. You said it best. If he pitches like he did in his first start, and it looks like he's a guy they can get five or six really good to solid to great innings out of, then that's definitely going to change everything because he is 24 years old. And I think, hey, he's a guy that is ready to pitch at this level. But uh, every time Noah is the starting pitcher, it's an automatic loss. That's from Rockus Rex. Yeah, I kind of want to look up what the Dodgers record is with Noah Syndergaard because it is not good. But I want to get the exact record. But that, that's a great point there. But, I mean, at the very least, I mean, you could say he had a 1-2-3 inning there in the bottom of the fifth inning. So give him credit there. I mean, he got walls to strike out there with a cutter. Kind of left it up and in, but still was able to get through that. And then the sixth inning, he ends up getting out just uh, just one, a one, two, three inning there in the sixth inning. So, yeah, and the only issue is the ball's always in play. I mean, you're talking about a strikeout rate that's less than 7%. At some point, the ball's in play, bad things are going to happen. But, yeah, just was not a good night for Noah Syndergaard. And then we've talked about the offense's ineptitude tonight. But the bottom of the seventh, Justin Brule, he comes in. He allowed a run. He allowed Lau to reach on that infield single. That scored Franco after Franco had an infield ground into a fielder's choice earlier. So, yeah, I mean, the big kicker for that was the walk to Diaz there. He fell. He was up in the count 0-2. Then he throws four straight balls. And then a few hitters later, Lau, he reaches on that infield single. And then top of the eighth, yeah, give... Give the Dodgers a little credit. They scored another run. Vargas walked, and Altman's, uh, Altman struck out swinging. And then you saw Rojas. He grounded out to short. And then Taylor, he doubled to left, scoring Vargas. That made it 7-3. to three. Then Betts walked, and then Freeman struck out swinging. So the Dodgers, that opportunity there with runners on first and second, were able to add more runs. Then bottom of the eighth, Siri homered. Second pitch was Justin Brule. And... They ended up getting four hits in that inning. They scored two runs. And, yeah, that was after the Bethancourt double. So, yeah, I mean, the offense wasn't good in the top of the ninth. The Dodgers, they go down one, two, three. Smith grounded the pitcher. Martinez struck out looking. Then Muncy, he grounded second to end the game. But that's going to do it for tonight's Dodgers Nation postgame show. We're going to run through some more comments here, and then we will let you guys enjoy the rest of your Friday night and your Memorial Day weekend. And look for some videos. I'm going to be dropping videos all weekend. But Pharaoh World Class Hustler 499. I appreciate you, my man. Trade Thor for low key. Hashtag go Dodgers. I low key like that idea. Swelling Sausage. Uh, we got DKM. I don't care if Kimbrough had number 400 saves. He still crumbles like a rock. 
Guns and, and, and <laughs> what? Crumbles like a rock. Guns and Roses will be for Thor. Then no one will give them a better deal. Brian, Rays have some speedsters. They absolutely do. Dodgers, no bueno. That's from FJ Lopez. But that's going to do it, guys. So catch you guys later in the week and look for videos all weekend long on the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Remember, win or lose, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. Until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Bring them home.